is In the Locker Room with Wolf and Starks, presented by your neighborhood Ford store on ESPN Pittsburgh and Steelers Nation Radio. Welcome back, everybody. It's the second half of Wolf, Starks, and the Ninjas in the Locker Room, ESPN Pittsburgh and Steelers Nation Radio. Numbers 412-919-1316. We were talking in the first hour. Uh, we talked a little bit about that worrisome knee injury that Deontay Johnson had and you know, we'll get more update after the Mike Tomlin press conference follows this show. Uh, but again, you know, a healthy Deontay, he's as close to A.B. as we got. But one of the things we were talking about with uh, Bob Labriola, who uh, really had a great a great, a great uh, observation, I thought, was the fact we don't have that guy, that, that A.B. guy, and, and whatever you want to say, A.B. put in six of the greatest years of wide receiving I've seen in, a, in black and gold jerseys. I mean, just I'm just saying, there's, you can't knock the production that he had. There's other, obviously, the things that, that occurred off the field and around, you know, the, the field, uh, you know, that's a problem. But the fact was, as far as putting in the effort, making the, being productive on the field, he was something. And I, and I look at that and I think to myself, you know, Deontay is the closest guy, but you know, they've got to be able to um, really nail down the one guy, in my mind. Well, I, I, I think it behooves them to, to, to find that guy. But I think also, you know, that, that's also a tough moniker to give a young True. guy, right? Yeah. <laughs> okay. To live up to that. Because, like you said, for whatever we want to say about A.B. the person, but A.B. the player, once he stepped across the chalk – and was in the confines of those white lines, he was a problem for opponents and not his teammates. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Now, when, now, once you hit the sideline and everywhere else, then that's the question. But you never question his work ethic. I mean, you, you, you saw, I mean, in training camp practice, how hard did this young man work? Oh, yeah. How hard he went to the hill. I'll never forget his rookie year when he came in. I mean, 100 balls after practice on the jugs nonstop had to run additional wind sprints like and it was every single day every single day he was in Heinz Ward's hip pocket like a like, like you know like a puppy that just came to a new home <laughs> you know he's just following he's just following Heinz around like a little shadow and you know it that was that drive on the field that made him great and I think we can't expect that from every wide receiver or any wide receiver outside of him to do that. But at the same time, the responsibility of a number one receiver is to be that guy. Hey, when times get tough and we're in a, we're in, we're in a gotta have it situation, give me the ball MJ style, right? Like Michael Jordan, right. like I want the ball in my hands at the end of the game. Clear out. Let's go. No question. Yep. <laughs> yeah. Mono -y mono. Yeah. I, I, I'm winning the ISO every time. And I think that's kind of – we don't see that. It's kind of like, hey, whatever you think, I'm going to do my best. As opposed to having that – you don't want to call it killer instinct, but it is a killer instinct, right? It's like, I'm, gonna, I'm, I'm getting this. I don't care who you are. I don't care how many Pro Bowls, how many All Pros. I don't care who you are in front of me. You know, it's that uh, you're a nameless gray face. I don't know who you are. You're, you might as well be a blocking dummy right now <laughs> because I'm getting the ball regardless. I don't care what you do. Jam, press, off coverage bracket, doesn't matter. I'm going to beat it. But I think but I think also another good point to that is what you brought up, Craig. Run game establishes mm. that. Because run game creates mismatches. Oh, it does. You have to account for the box 
I don't know if I want that nickel in there against Najee. Right. If right. Najee's going to get the ball. So now I have a linebacker, and guess what? Oh, Deontay's now in the slot. Linebacker's got to have a slot guy. He's got to bump out. Of, he's got to bump out of the box. Yeah, you're mismatch, right. And you win those type of situations. But if everybody's running nickel against you, and there's a nickel out there, and everybody's a DB type, and you're not handing the ball off because there's no threat to run, you got a you got a bunch of guys who who can run. So you're you not going to get issues. that yak. You yeah, know, yeah, I, you're not going to get the yak. And Max, think about it because some one of the further things that we talked about. Um, is you know with we, we, you, you got the fullback okay, but we also talk about you know the, the kind of the grass grabbing three point stance and come off the ball play action stuff, which one of the things that, that A B and Ben exploited brilliantly over those six years because of the running attack. Once you have that, you create you suck up the the backers and the safeties if they're if they're playing too high. You got that big hole in the middle, or you know along the sidelines you're playing cover two. Then you got you got. Uh, that hole along the sidelines that A.B. would toe tap, as, as Labs was talking about, and do such a, you know, it was like Dorothy in the red slippers there. You know, when uh, you see those red yeah. slippers, that, you know, when the, the, the Dorothy's house dropped in on the Wicked Witch of the East. You know what I mean? You got to click them in. Yeah, click them in. I mean, and, and A.B. did. He was fabulous at it. And maybe that's some of the things that uh, we need to get back to, some of that. You know, power football and, and being able to – and, again, yeah, I understand. You know, if you if you go in the first six carries and you go two yards, two yards, one yard, uh, minus one, you know, uh, four yards, one yard, that, if you're doing that all the time, you, you're, you've got issues, and that's going to be a problem. But the other issue that also comes out of that is if, if you watch that tape and go back and watch last game, you see Najee on a couple runs, he gets the ball, and he starts over-juking himself. You know how you get out of balance because you're, you're, you you want to make something big happen. You know you're trying to press a little bit, and all of a sudden you, you kind of juke yourself out of your own shoes rather than being able to juke anybody else out. So one of the things that, that will happen, if we can get out of the box early, get some rushing success, I think Najee will find like water. It's going to find its own level. He's going to be just fine with all his God-given attributes just let him come out and play. It, it, he, you, you saw it on that that catch and run. You know he got in the open yeah. field and baby he was heading for the end zone. I mean and that was yeah. that was Superman and it right to the end zone. You love that. Yeah, well I mean and and that that's and that's what we need to see more of. But I think it has to be a created situation. The current team that we have, the way that we're set up right now, based off of two weeks of film the easiest cure to get more of those situations is to create the mismatch. And it's going to, it's going to come with the run game. The run game must continue to be developed and it must be either a simplified or B bigger bodies, moving people and hitting people in there. A la a fullback versus an H back. You know, as much as I love Eric Ebron, Eric Ebron is more of your pass catching guy, right? And, yes, he might be a willing combatant, but it doesn't happen enough. Whereas, you know, when you insert 44 into that, de- into that offense, you know what he's there for. He, he, he's not the Swiss Army knife. He's a hammer. You're and not wearing you a neck a roll for no for. reason. Yeah, yeah, exactly, because he's anticipating the contact and forceful contact at all times. So he doesn't have to worry about his hands being, oh, I need to, need to make sure I get the diamond to catch the pest. No, no. He doesn't care about his fingers. He's like, yeah, if you do dump it off to me, make sure it's a shovel so I, so I can go ahead and do this. I can, ca- I can catch the loaf of bread. 
Um, <laughs> and so that that's what's going to create those other spaces and gaps. Because when you get different personnel in games that can't run as fast, that's when you exploit them. You know, I've always had a hard time with the zone blocking scheme. I, I get it, and I understand the reasons why, and I know why the trapping game is 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 you know really gone out of uh, circulation amongst most teams. You can't keep lines together long enough to be able to get a good trapping offense going, such as they had back in the 80s and 90s and everything. But at the same time, with a young group of offensive linemen, it's almost like I think, okay, slow down the the, the, the motion stuff because that either brings an extra guy into the box or something, you know, adjustments and calls and everything. I think more, as we were talking about earlier, the gap or power blocking scheme. You look at the, okay, Kendrick Green. The dude's got ham hocks like crazy, okay? Kevin Dotson, huge ham hocks. Trey Turner, these guys are power-built dudes. And I don't think the running, I don't think, is the big thing that they, they do best. I think it's just coming off the ball and just going after some dudes and moving them. And I think that's one of the things that, that we can get after um, coming up against Cincinnati and, and trying to exploit that. We talked about it earlier. We saw the difference between the first half, second half in, in Buffalo, and I think uh, we need to get back to it. We didn't do as much against the Raiders. But I think, again, a little more power-based football with more gap blocking, trying to move the man back. I think that's my prescription for what, what, what might be needed here. Yeah, well, I, I think the biggest thing is inside zone. So if you if you're if the outside zone is not working right because you're getting guys on a track and you're running now explain the track to to our listeners because you okay. you you did a lot of that okay and and what yeah. always confuses me is the guy ahead of you if the guy ahead of you you know whiffs on a most dangerous man thinking that well he's not really in my zone but he is the most dangerous man he should have been picked up that creates a player uh, puts a player in conflict second guy in the line. Yeah, so so more, most of the outside zone that we run is usually what we call the weak side zone. So the problem that you have, the conundrum that you have to develop with conundrum, tackles, yeah. I'm yeah, <laughs> I'm at left tackle, and I have Kevin Dotson at left guard, right? I can be Kevin I Dotson. Okay, I can, you can, I can be, be. Okay, okay. Craig Wolfley's at left because guard. Because we're not actually we doing it. So I'm at left guard. Yeah, we're guard, not actually doing it. Which I played. Yeah, You're at left tackle. Okay, so here I'm we go. I'm at left tackle. And we have outside zone. All right. I have a five technique defensive end. Okay. I have I have a backer in the in the B gap head up over you. Okay. Inside zone, I'm taking a short lateral step up. All right. So if he if he stays outside, I got him. You climb. Okay. And if he knifes inside, you take him. I go up to the backer. All right. Outside zone. If we don't have the lead fullback. I'm now looking for where that slot is. If he gets enough inside playing between the, the split wide receiver and me, the left tackle, the mic ID is front side. And that, whereas if we were an inside zone, right. that would now be Kendrick's guy. Okay. And he would have to work with the backside guard to get to that backer that we would have had on inside. It now goes out. So now, regardless of what happens, I'm now aiming my point for that guy. So now you, Craig, have to get my hip pocket to account for that slanting defensive end. Fortunately, I'm short if, enough that I could. Yeah. <laughs> Polly pocket, right? Yeah. Uh, 
So, but if that defensive end hangs on me, you still have to stay there with me until we make the decision to get up to that backer. So that's where the nuance comes. But if he knifes inside immediately and, I ha- and I'm not giving you a hand, now you have to try and stop that defensive end from sliding right. inside. That means you still got to get tight. So if you bucket step underneath yourself or a false step, we call it, Mm-hmm. And you don't take a wide forty-five degree bucket. Mm-hmm. That knife's off, and that that creates the issue. And now, as a tackle, the next time we run it, guess what I'm going to do? I'm going to hesitate, and then I'm going to try and stay because I'm thinking that you can't get there. Right. And now that slot guy comes off the edge, firing off the edge, and now he's now now he set the edge, and Najee has no shot. So that's where that problem is, and that's why you'd like to simplify it enough inside zone give me the box and let's just work in and up on a tighter window and work forward as opposed to getting out and spreading ourselves out and if I don't have trust in you as a guard because you missed it one time now that's going to be in my head the rest of the game if we call it again I got you all right so then I also look at this why not just go a couple man blocking schemes and with that same scenario let them rip off the ball and get after it you know, and that can, I yeah. mean, this is this is part of the, the power blocking schemes that I think would be simplified to give guys like Kendrick Green. When, you, when he knows who he's got, sometimes he just tears these guys up. I mean, you watch him, he'll finish guys. This guy is a finisher. I mean, he, he, you know, he'll, he'll, he's got some other deficiencies. He's got to work on out. We all do. All of us had deficiencies. Yeah. But by golly, some of the, his effort – and blocking to the whistle is is terrific. And I look at that and occasionally a bad snap. But, you know, the thing about it is this kid wants to finish. You know, Trey Turner is a, is a finisher. Kevin Dotson sometimes, but sometimes he looks like he's okay to just, you know, come to a halt before the whistle. You know, and that's, that's something yeah. he's, he's capable. Kevin Dotson can be the best offensive lineman on that line. You know, he's got the gifts, the tools, but he's got to put it together. Yeah, I mean, and that's the thing. It's a mentality thing, right? It, it's it, it's when you start hearing your clips or you start reading some of the press clippings, start smelling yourself a little bit, you can't do that. You have to continually say, I want to beat this guy into the ground. I want, you know, my, my biggest satisfaction was I want to see you quit. Oh, yeah. I want to see you as an opponent. Once you see those eyes kind of do this, kind of <laughs> dart off, off yeah. and away, checking your shoes out in between plays you're not staring the guy down right like like it's about to happen yeah you know i want to see the whites if i can't see the whites of your eyes i know i've got you i'm digging you max i'm digging (laughs) it i love that all right we got to go to break that's max starks i'm greg wolfley we'll be back after this
is In the Locker Room with Wolf and Starks, presented by your neighborhood Ford store on ESPN Pittsburgh and Steelers Nation Radio. Oh, yeah, the locker room dominated by the ninjas. You never know where they're going to be. They're all over the place, Max. Don't be surprised if a ninja is looking over your shoulder sometime there in your studio in Phoenix, Arizona, IA. Yeah, I wouldn't be surprised if they're on the roof just waiting. <laughs> you never I, I know, my friend. <laughs> there are a couple of trees around here. I'm going to have to check the trees at night, do a perimeter <laughs> check before bed. <laughs> All right, let's go to the phones. We got Dorian in Green Tree. Dorian, you're in the locker room, my friend. It's been a delight to listen to you fellas today. Oh, thank you. Uh, Max, just kick ass. That's all. I told you guys, you got to hit the guy on every play. Make him him wish that he was never born. Even though he's beating your ass, swing back every time. That'll do it. And it's a treat to hear you on on the radio. You are very analytical. I enjoyed your play when you were on the left tackle. Um, th- this one's for uh, your sidekick there, the boss. Oh, Springsteen. <laughs> no, for you. Uh, <laughs> do you still go out with your kids when you go Halloweening? No, no, no. We don't do that anymore. They're all, they're all too. They're all too old. Yeah, we we got the, the the ones are too old, and the other ones we we just usually have parties and stuff. Our common friends. You know what I'm talking about. Worked out with your son years ago in your gym. Yeah. He's my partner now. Oh, really? I'll see you face-to-face. Yeah, no more on the phone. I'll see you face-to-face. I'm going to come out there when uh, when I got a beautiful baby. You gonna go, I couldn't hear you, Dorian. What would you say? Gonna... Well, I'm going to come to your show in the evening that you simulcast on DVE when I get a beautiful woman who will actually go out with me. Oh my heavens, Dorian! How come? <laughs> wait a minute! How come you're in Green Tree and not the Rocks anymore? Well, uh, I'm actually in other places. Uh, okay. I made I made my money in California, by the way. I'll, I'll explain it all to you face okay. to face someday. <laughs> all right. Sounds good. What do you hey, got for us now? Hey, the show is terrific. Well, thank you. Keep it going, brother. Well, appreciate Ciao. you very much. All right. You know, uh, it's. Dorian's a longtime caller, uh, and, and uh, okay. you know he's been able to come to a couple shows. And we love anytime we see, um, you know, some of the folks in the locker room because, like we always say, the premise of the locker room is everybody has a valued opinion. You know, this is a clearinghouse for Steelers Nation, you know, for Steelers Nation to come in and, and kind of rant and rave and everything else. And uh, you know, you just love everyone and you just have a good time rooting for your favorite team. You know, so. That's what it's about, my friend, and I think you know quite well what I'm speaking of. Oh, no question. We we are we, we hey, even though Pittsburgh does not have cheerleaders, we are their cheerleaders. So think about this, guys, in your dreams. Pittsburgh cheerleaders, Max and Wolf. No pom poms or skirts though. Oh, no, definitely no skirts, brother. No skirts there. All right, let's go the back cargo to the phone. shorts and 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 rough voices. That's what you're getting. That's, that's it. A Pittsburgh Steeler cheerleader right there. Oh, that's beautiful. All right, we got Ed. Ed, oh, he's not here. We don't have him, so we go to the top of the order. Okay, we got CR in Chicago. Welcome, CR, to, to the locker room. Hey, what's going on, guys? CR still in Chicago. How the heck you guys doing this morning, man? Fabulous. I'm fabulous. Oh, How God. about you, Max? 
I, I am I'm splendiferously wonderful. <laughs> hey, hey, man, how was, that, uh, how was that that meeting there yesterday? You guys had the meeting there at the at the station, and now you're back in your separate places. So how's that working out for you, bro? Oh, it works great. I got to see my girls this morning. So and and Craig Craig got to see my youngest daughter on, on Zoom. So you know it, it's all it's always a great moment. Um, when we get moments to spend together, Craig and I, outside of Sundays. But then you know when you're at home and and you get to see your kids uh, and and they have all their wonderful things to do. Like my 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 kids had to get dressed for Peace Day, so Daddy was trying to find all you know white white shorts and and shirts this morning before I got up. So it, 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 it's, it's a fun time. I mean, you know, and that's, that's one of the biggest things, you know, the, the opportunity to see your kids because they're at such an impressionable age. So it, it's always wonderful, both, both ways. And, you know, you get pulled in both directions, but I'm, ha- I'm happy to do the double duty. I love it. I heard that. Well, hey, guys, I'm not going to take up too much time because uh, hey, you remember that song? I heard it through Grapevine. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Yeah, well, um, I heard it through the Grapevine. Um, that uh, Sierra is a good guy, but he's a little long-winded, so I'm gonna keep it short today. <laughs> hey, you know, you just be you. That's all that matters. All right. <laughs> so anyway, guys, I'm I'm just gonna real quick. Um, you know, every team in the AFC North is uh, at 500, and everybody's one and one, and uh, we haven't played each other yet. So right now, I think the Steelers need to focus in on um, winning the division, getting those division games. Uh, up tight uh, on the, on the winning column, so that we can move on to the next level. Yes, there is a lot of challenges right now, but still in the early stages. This is only the the third game of of the season, and we got like fourteen more. So, uh, what do you guys comment on that? Well, I think you make a, a, a great comment about the fact that you got you got to get going here. All right, this is the NFC uh, or uh, the uh, AFC North AFC. that we're talking about. Yeah, I, I'll get there sooner or later. You know. I, I I was only third in my sixth grade spelling bee, and there was only actually four of us in it. But anyhow, <laughs> you know, that's just the, the the deal is, you know, this it's time to be able to get after and win the, the divisional games. You got you've got to win your division or be, you know, at the top and and all that stuff. And and that's just the way football breaks down. So um, yeah, divisional football is so important. It's going to start this Sunday with the Cincinnati Bungles coming in. Yeah, I mean, that's the most important thing is that, you know, this is a chance to get a foot up in, in the divisional race because all the games for all these teams before and have been non-divisional games. Yes, we've had some AFC ones, right? Baltimore gets a big win Monday night against the Kansas City Chiefs, just like we got a win last week against Buffalo. Yes, we got conference wins, but the most important thing is division dominance precedes anything else. If you don't, If you don't have wins in your division – there's no hopes for a playoff, and you're getting the first crack at at trying the divisional play. So you need to have a one leg up. So then, when you come through the, well, the weekend, if everybody you know, if everybody but Cincinnati wins, you're still in number one because you have the division win right, in right. that column. Yep. And that's yep. why that's why this that's why this game is more important. Yeah, the Raiders win would have been nice just because of the history yeah. and the bad blood over 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 the decades. But this one, this is the one that matters this weekend. Cincinnati coming to your house and establishing home dominance. And it also was an AFC game, too, for for the long run. So, well, hey, like I said, I'm not going to stay long because I don't want people talking about me. Uh, (laughs) So, (laughs) I got you, Wolf. I got you, brother. There you go. As I always say. Huh? I said, there you go. Yeah. As I always say, 
in the meantime, and in between time, here we go, Steelers. Here we go. Thank you, CR, checking in from Steelers Nation Chicago. We're going to stay right on with the phones. We got Juan from Charleston. Juan, you're in the locker room, brother. Hey, good morning, guys. How you guys doing? Uh, are you at work again, Juan? Are you you you're calling on the side here? <laughs> no, actually, actually, I, I hey, Wolf, I I forget to tell you the good news. I started my own business. To be honest with really? you, really. All right, yeah. congratulations, brother. That's great. Thank you, thank you. Shout out to CR and um, the, the Dirty Dozen crew. Shout out to my guys. Want to give a shout out to those guys. Beautiful. What you got for us today, Juan? All right. So with all with all the injuries, and I know it's I know it's just Cincinnati replaying this week. So do you guys think we should give everybody a rest and rest up for Green Bay? Because the way Green Bay looked last night, looked like Aaron Rodgers is back. How about Aaron Rodgers, Max? What would you think about that? You know, you knew the guy was going to come back with a vengeance because after that offseason and all the other stuff that uh, went with it and then the poor performance in the opener, you had a feeling that uh, Aaron Rodgers just might come back with a superlative performance. Do you not think so? Oh, yeah. He came, he came back with a discount double check uh, <laughs> and, and answered with a fury. Uh, he was he was like, listen, don't let don't let week one fool you. I'm, I I am I am still on my scorched earth tour uh, from last year, right? And 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 everybody wanted to say, oh, Detroit, they're they're, they're, they're you know they're coming out, they're going to be great. Oh, they're so great. I was like, no, 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 not so fast, my friend. That when you look at what <laughs> what he did, I mean, and he was orchestrating back there, and then and then of course the other thing, right? Aaron Jones Aaron with the monster Jones, run game. <laughs> touchdown Jones. We're just going to call him TD Jones <laughs> after that. But I think that – but but you see the synergy when it's a well-balanced offense. The quarterback can do whatever, and the defense is never right. They're never right. They're never in position. And that's what that's what you, you hope to establish. We're not saying, oh, my gosh, Ben, you got to go out and throw, you know, a bunch of touchdowns, but – you, we need to have balance on an offense so that Ben has the creativity to do things like Aaron Rodgers because we know that they're very similar style quarterbacks. And when he can orchestrate and when he's got control and he feels that groove, you know, it's just like it's just like a great jam session, right? When the bass <laughs> guitarist give, gives you gives you that bass line to go off of, and you can just riff as a lead guitarist. That's what you want, and that's what we're waiting on. We're waiting on that baseline, which is the run game, to get in groove for us so that Ben can start just wailing and letting, and letting the guitar cry. Well, don't forget <laughs> this, my friend. You always got to have the drummers lined up with the baseline, all right? The Dr drummers, drum drummers, drummers kick there. it. They kick it, and that's what you got to do. You got to kick it up front, and you got to get your baseline, and you got your quarterback then soloing. It's an all, I still think this is all going to be good. It's going to work itself out. Uh, we got young guys. Yeah. You got to simplify a little bit. But let me just say this, and I, and I believe what I, in answering your question, which I kind of got off on a tangent uh, on the thing, but it's not about resting anybody. You only play the game that you got right in front of you. You don't worry about down the road. There are some extra uh, situ special situations that maybe you have to modify your approach, but certainly it's about looking. you got to win this game. Cincinnati is all that matters. That's the only way you can exist as a ball player. Yeah. Hey, well, don't forget tomorrow now. We got to weigh in Wednesday. We got weigh in Wednesday, baby. 
<laughs> I'm, oh, I'm, yeah. I'm ready. I'm eating Cocoa Puffs for the rest of the day. <laughs> nice and light and fluffy. <laughs> yeah, it ain't going to work. It ain't going to work. We might have to go belly up on the first one. <laughs> All right. Appreciate you, Juan. Okay. You know, the, the thing about it is, again, the, you, you can't hold anything back in the hopes of, you know, you can get past Cincinnati and get on, you know, to Green Bay or whatever, you know, anything like that. It's it's really about you play who's in front of you, and that's it. Yeah. I mean, you, you have to, you know, I, I'll say this. The opponent, the next man, is the most important one. So what game's most important? The next one. Right. You know, just just, just like, just like you know, you hear a lot of the greats say, what, what's your favorite championship? The next one. The same thing has to apply to the game because, right, the journey, you, you're not at that journey point yet. You're at the next step in your journey. And it's a long journey. It's, fi- it's still 15 more games to go. But the most important one is that next one. And Cincinnati is in the crosshairs, so we need to make sure we do our job. You got to beat the chili-eating bungles is what we got to do. No question That's about right. it. That's <laughs> right. It's not chili. It's just sweet meat with cinnamon. I can't, I can't do it. Can't, can't do, do it, it, he says. All right, can't that's, call it chili. That's it for this segment. Wolf Starks and the Ninjas in the locker room. ESPN Pittsburgh and Steelers Nation Radio. We'll be back after this. In the Locker Room with Wolf and Starks, presented by your neighborhood Ford store on ESPN Pittsburgh and Steelers Nation Radio. All right, let's go right to the phone call. We got Mojo L in Washington. Mojo, you are in the locker room, my friend. Hey, gentlemen, how's it going? It's going good, Mojo. How you doing? I am well. It's been uh, a year since I spoke to you guys, and... I just want to send my uh, prayers up to the, to the your brother and his family. So, mm-hmm. uh, you know, sincere prayers up to your brother and his family. Uh, I sure uh, liked it when he answered the phone and he thought he actually didn't really think of the mojo, but it's there, really. <laughs> Especially when we're down by three and we get that, that last-minute touchdown, so... Uh, I got new situations, so I'll be listening. I won't be calling too much. But so many people are on our Steelers right now, but we got such a young line. I think that 
with the young line coming through uh, and the, what your sidekick think about it. He's a lineman. Both of you guys are lineman. I think with the new line gelling and all that, I think once they gel and all that, I think the running back, uh, our bound running back, he'll pick it up. But everybody, the first weekend, Tomlin was a genius, and this week he mismanaged the game, and everybody wants to get rid of everybody. And I just think they just need to settle down, and one week don't make a season. So what do you guys think about this whole situation? And Mojo Allen, it is so good to hear from you, brother. I know you're all the way out in Washington on the West Coast there, and we appreciate you calling in, as always, value your opinion and what you got to say. You know, I look at it this way. Max and I have been talking about the offensive line. I think a little simplification, maybe cut down on some of the the bells and whistles, which I, again, I I have to admit I was in big favor of. But right now, I think with this young offensive line, Max says uh, go with the inside zone. I prefer more gap blocking, power blocking, but we're both together in the thought process of instead of stretching them, run at them more. And I I think that that is going to be key in giving an opportunity early on for Najee to get his groove going a little bit, Max, to be able to get that um, feeling of, you know, I'm top dog, I'm out here, and I can rip it and I can do it, not pressing – just being him, and that's the, the key. Yeah, and I, I think the other thing is is that, you know, we talked about this in week one, and I'm going to continue to say you got to need the dough. you got to soften up that D-line. Right. And the best way to, to tenderize those guys is what? Is to hammer right at them. When you got a tough piece of meat, you don't use the smooth side of the mallet. You use that prickly side, and you wail and wail and wail till you get it to get nice and thin. To where when you when you fry that thing and you put it in the pan, it sizzles, and then it's buttery smooth. That's what you have to get to. You must tenderize these guys. And running on outside zones and running and stretching everything does not give you the tenderizing. And that's what they need to get to and to try and keep it simple. Keep the motions out of it in those situations, at least early on, right? Once you get that base look, then you can motion in and out to that front because you know you want to get to it. But at the beginning, at least try to go straight at them and just no motion, and let's see what happens. Mano y mano, man on man, and let them put their best against our best and see how it falls out. And then we make a determination, right? That's why you got those fancy tablets, the Microsoft Surface tablets with the blue backs on them. You see everybody got the little handle thing. And they're scrolling through, and they got stylus pencils. That's what that's for. That's the adjustment after you have shown me what you can do man-on-man. Now it was like, ah, he's losing it to the inside. Okay, now we add the zone aspect, an inside zone. So at least you got guard protection on the inside if you're a tackle. Or if you're the center, backside guard knows he needs to come up because you're losing, you're losing the nose tackle on a cross-face slant. But at least establish it first so you have a baseline to work on and then work inside out on your run plan. Wouldn't it be interesting to come out in a, I don't know, maybe some 22 personnel, you know, two, two backs, two tight ends, little uh, 21 personnel. Again, a little two backs, one tight end, that sort of thing. Just kind of giving them a little different look. But at the same time, you know, if you had, if you went to 22, I mean, you could have, you could go with Zach Gentry and Pat Fryermuth. And, and Zach is, Zach is turning into a pretty good blocker. 
All right, that's six twelve. He's getting the knee bend and he's moving people <laughs> off the line. Of I love six twelve. Ebron had the greatest line. Yeah. His six twelve. Yeah. He, he gets that knee bend and he is turning into a pretty good good blocker. And I don't think you lose anything with with well. Let me just say this. I mean, Fryermuth is going to be uh, a valued contributor, and it's going to increase. You can see that happening, his ability. But I also think Zach is capable of doing some good things as a 6'8 guy with a lot of upstairs to be able to catch the ball. The guy was a quarterback. I mean, it's not like he's lost all his you know, ball skills. So it could be interesting to, to package some of those guys in there. Well, and even more so – because you know Pat's such a great pass catcher, go into 22, run it later in the game, line up in 22, right. and formation out of it. And you still got the mismatch in the personnel, and you can split Pat out. Or even if it's Pat and Ebron, split both of them out. Absolutely. I mean, there, there's so many different things you can still do as long as those guys understand the route concepts, but you're not hampered or limited to saying, oh, my gosh, I just have – said said blocking guy in and he has stone hands no the guys that you have have pretty good hands so you could probably iso one or split one out into the formation or even drop it into a bunch and have them either at the point of the bunch or in the back side you know behind the bunch right to run clear outs and drags i mean there's so many different things and i'm not sitting here saying oh my gosh i'm an offensive coordinator but i've been in those meetings long enough and i understand what the personnel strengths are that you can still have a lot of offensive menu available to you, even with putting the bigger personnel in, but it ensures that you have a better shot at running the ball when you have bigger bodies in there and you get the personnel you want across from you if you do want to play action, if you do want to pass out of those situations, but you have to make them fear the run first. There's no question in my mind. That's when, By the way, did you ever play tight end? You know, I did play. I did play tight end. Okay, so I, I had I had a chance yeah. at the, a little goal line tight end later on in my career at the very end, and I was asked one time if I wanted to, you know, a, a, a passing you know route on there, and I just said, "Listen, you can send me anywhere you want." I said, "But whatever you do, tell the quarterback don't throw it to me unless you guarantee you can wedge it into my face mask." Okay. <laughs> Don't throw it to me. My hands are all taped up. I, there's nothing I can do to catch the ball. And my it, ball it, skills were extremely uh, limited, even if I had no tape and stuff on my hands. So you're saying we went back to Syracuse <laughs> in the goal line defense days that's, where you're in the back of the end it. zone waving Yeah, wave my hands. <laughs> he got his hands up. You know, that's just a great way to cover him. What are you, you're supposed to – what are you doing back there? I, 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 decoy. Yeah, decoy. De it's a decoy, coach. It's a decoy. <laughs> oh, man. That one is really hard yeah. to explain. Yeah, but you know what the funny thing is? I had one shot. I'll never forget it. And Ben, Ben, I was so mad at him. So I was, I was playing tight end. Right. It was Friday Night Lights in Latrobe, right? Oh yeah. You know when we go to the high school, and I, I had, um, I sprained my thumb, mm. um, the day before. So I had this special like thumb cup cast that oh, they yeah. had to tape on on my on my left hand. So, I so I, I'm I'm in the route. I'm on the left side playing the left tight end. And I'm running a shallow drag across across the middle of the end zone, and so I pull Ike. Ike is uh, Ike, Ike has me man in that situation. You talking about and Ike we Taylor? Run the play, yeah, Ike Taylor. 
And so, and I'm running the drag, and Ike is like holding on to my right hand. I'm trying to, you know, trying to jam him off and everything. Why would he and have to I, hold on I, to your hand? You, you're not going to outrun Ike. Exactly. <laughs> but in this situation, I out leveraged him because I was body blocking. Him, okay. You okay. Know? So, so it wasn't like, oh my gosh, we're sprinting and he's just going to beat me on a foot race. <laughs> but he can't get in front of me because of the, because of how I, how I'm positioning myself. So I got my left hand out. Not realizing I have a thumb cup, so my fingers can only do this. I can only move the top two of the three digits, and my hand is fixed. So I'm like, oh, God, and Ben throws it directly at the palm of my no. hand. No, no. And I hit it, and I do this, and that ball comes right out, <laughs> and I'm like, oh, God. Doink. And, and, ben, and Ben's like, that was your shot, Max. I was like, what? No, no, you threw it to the cast hand. He's like, you gave me the cast hand. I was like, that was my only free hand. So we had this argument, and that was the last time Ben threw it to me. I was so mad. So oh, now no, after that, good. I became the decoy. The cast hand. You threw at the cast hand. Oh, my goodness. That's terrific. Yeah. Well, you know, what are you going to do? Uh, you know, but we have our flashes yeah. at immortality as offensive linemen. And uh, it doesn't generally go well for us. <laughs> no, that's no, that's no. why we, we, we are we beasts of those burden. Ones like the other guys. No. Oh, yeah, that's why I'm like, you know what? I'm just gonna just pal drive a guy into the ground. That, that you know, that's the best. That's the best way to take my anger out. Is there I any? I'll never score a touchdown. Is there anything <laughs> better? Is there anything better than a good pancake? And I mean, both off the field and on the field. You know, when you put a guy on his back. Yeah. Tremendous, and then you have uh, I don't know some good buckwheat or, or crepe pancakes or or blueberry pan. Oh man, I had this sweet potato pancake with the pecans in it. Oh yeah, uh, and they had this little like cream cheese frosting dollop they put on top of it. Oh, the most amazing one. But I will say this: when you get a guy and you have him like clutching, right? right. It's not holding. It's clutching. It's not holding. The framework, right? Yes, within the framework. And, and you're moving that guy, and you feel his heel kind of kick from underneath him. Your <laughs> eyes get big. Yes. And then you're going belly to belly, and that's that. That's the that that is the greatest feeling in the world that you just plant the guy, and then and then it's like almost like a splash, like a slip and slide. You slide across him. Uh, that 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 might be just as good as that sweet potato pancake I just talked about. <laughs> That is the big splash. Remember Haystacks yeah. Calhoun, the wrestler, he did the 600-pound oh, yes. guy, and he would do the yeah. big splash on a guy. Oh, my goodness. Well, Max, I want to yeah. thank you again, as always, for uh, an entertaining show. You uh, were terrific again, my friend. Thanks for showing up because I, I was a little worried at about two minutes of, <laughs> you know, you didn't miss your post time, but you, you, you no. checked in and came in smoking. That's right. One thing you got to have: make sure the shoes are laced and just hop in, hop in the stakes and run the race. Right? <laughs> hey, real quick, no warm up. Do you do social media? Because I don't, I don't do any. Good. Do you do? Yeah, any? Okay. I, I do. I, I do social media. Okay, Twitter, yeah. you can catch me at Max Stark seventy eight. Instagram is M Stark seventy eight, and on Facebook, just look up Max Starks. I mean, I, I'm all over all three. I can, I can honestly say I'm not the best at posting, but I, I am okay. Good deal. Thank you so much, brother. I will see you tomorrow. And thanks to all the folks that checked in into the locker room. Steelers Nation, uh, we appreciate you. We love you. And we value you. And so thank you so much. Appreciate you, you, ninjas. Great job. And we'll be back tomorrow.